Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Lauren McGoodwin, founder and CEO of Career Contessa, the largest online career resource built inclusively for women. I also have the privilege of hosting our new podcast, The Females. We're here to help with real talk career advice from CEOs, authors, creatives, and other experts to give you real strategies for building a successful career all on your own terms. Each episode of The Females is sure to not only inspire, but also to motivate you to take action and move your career forward. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes and follow along on careercontessa.com. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, at my godmother's house, three doors down from my mom's house. How the hell are we doing? Listen, it is a crazy time we're living in, but I'm glad that you tune into the podcast because I'm going to make you giggle. We're going to break down what's happening, but we're also going to just break down things we can giggle about and be blessed for. Never thought that I'd be a beacon of light in a time of darkness. I mean, listen, I was supposed to put out a different episode of the the podcast this week. And I just kind of, I was listening back to the raw footage and I just thought, you know, it just isn't pertinent. I think it's a little tone deaf for, you know, what's going on. And I think we have to, we have to be true to like life right now, right? Live your truth. Well, my truth is I had to escape out of New York. Y'all, you know, I'm talking about the Coronas, the COVID-19. And this whole episode is not going to be about that. Absolutely not to fear mongering and getting crazy. But I just want to kind of tell you some funny things that have happened along the way. And I'm fully going to throw Jeff under the bus for most of this episode. So buckle up, Jeff. (laughs) because I know he will be listening to this from the next room over and probably slide divorce papers under the door. Let me paint a little picture for you right now. I am in my neighborhood that I grew up in. So my godmother, Lady Angela of Winfield is what we call her. She's actually, and, and let me just preface this. This is like my chosen godmother. You know how you have, I don't know about y'all, but I like don't know my godparents. There's a photo that I found in my mom's house of me being like two years old next to some woman whose name is apparently Jane and Mark. I'm not even kidding you. The most like mundane, like a Jane and a Mark. Do you really want a Jane and a Mark to be your godparents? No, they sound cheap. (laughs) So I, I mean, at least for me, and I've talked to a couple of my other friends like, Heather, we have no idea who our godparents are. And can I be honest with you? I'm just going to say this because I know my best friend does not listen to this, my own fucking podcast. She's also my friend who got off social media, which I'm like, she'll call me 
Annie, if you're listening to this, if you ever listen to this, I'm right. Shout out to you. Annie's my bestest friend since kindergarten. And she got off social media because, you know, she's, she's a busy woman. She's got a kid. She's doing things. I respect that. But then she has the audacity to call me and be like, where are you? I'm like, bitch, where you been, bitch? Where you been? Check on the gram, which I'm sure her rebuttal would be. Hey, Heather, absolutely not. We're such good friends. You should be able to respond to my text. And then I say, Annie, you know, you have to call me. I hate text messaging. I do. Just an FYI. I've talked about this before. I'm more of a call. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear the inflection, the intention. I don't text. I mean, if you text me like right now, let's just look at my phone. It was my birthday this weekend, which we're going to get into. Holy shit. That was a doozy. I have 72 unopened text messages. Why? Because it's just a lot. Like, it's a lot for me. But anyway, so Annie did not make me the godparent of her child, and I'm still bitter about it. It's okay. Annie, I love you with all my heart. My thing is, I would just find your richest friends, right? I mean, obviously, an actual godparent, if you know, your spiritual person is supposed to be somebody who's going to help your child, quote unquote, with their walk with the Lord. So one, this bitch listens to Kirk Franklin all the time. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, stop. Jesus is my firm foundation. I listen to praise and worship music before I go out on stage. Why? Because I like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Two, because it just makes me feel good. And three, I don't know, I just get the tingles. So that's me living my truth. You know, you can be Jewish and listen to your songs. You can be Muslim, listen to your songs. You can be Hindu, listen to your songs. Like do whatever is going to make you feel in touch with a higher power before you go out on stage to do comedy. (laughs) See y'all, this is what we needed. This is what we needed. We needed to just talk about the real shit and giggle. I'm all over the place. I'm ADHD to the max. So I'm bitter that my friend didn't make me the godparent of her child, but whatever, you know, I'm going to be like the fun, hopefully if things go in the right direction, rich aunt, who's just like, everybody calls me Aunt Chi-Chi. All my other friends' kids call me Aunt Chi-Chi for Aunt Cheetah Print. You know, they can't say Heather. I don't know why Heather's, whenever people say Heather, it comes out as Kevin. I think I've said this before, but there was a kid, Kevin Chang, who I love and adore. And every time they call his name, they'd be like, Kevin. They'd say it like that. Like somebody would be like, Kevin, like really softly, like a teacher would be like, Kevin, come here. And I was like, I swear to God, they're saying Heather. I know you probably can't hear it, but I would hear it. And then they would be like, hey, Heather, we were 100% calling for Kevin Chang because this is an honor society meeting. So I don't know. Did you need to go back to PE? And I'd be like, you know what? You're all cunts and I don't appreciate this. And yes, I will go to my dyslexic numbers class. <laughs> Y'all, I don't know if dyslexia for numbers is a thing. I am a very strong reader. I'm a great reader. I always excelled in language, arts, English, history, cognitive things, even though I have brain fog now. But numbers like chemistry, geometry, you know, some people in school are like, listen, if you're not great at algebra, you're gonna be great with geometry. It's it's more shapes. It's, you know, a little bit more abstract. First of all, geometry is not fucking abstract. In fact, it's very concrete. But I was terrible at all things math, science, engineering. To this day, I know two phone numbers by heart. My own, and I just learned Jeff's about 30 seconds ago. Okay, real talk, just learned his number. We've been together 10 years. But anyway, so all of this being said, Angela is my mom's best friend and our families have grown up together and she lives three doors down from us. So I called her and I said, listen, 
she's my chosen godmother since I don't know who my godparents are. Who the fuck are Mark and Jane? I, you know, I even asked my mom, I said, mom, who the fuck are these people? And she's like, oh, you know, we were living in Miami at the time. I don't know. They were just like people who lived on the floor upstairs. Eh. I'm like, mom, you've had friends for like 40 years. You didn't ask them. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. Mark and Jane. I, you know, I got a wild hair up my ass that day. I looked at him. I said, hey, you want to be the godparents? And then I realized in that moment, that is so something I do. Like, I am just such a chill, lackadaisical, like, yeah, we're going to figure it out. Person that I would do that on a whim. I'd be like at the post office, meet some nice lady named, you know, I don't know, Carol and be like, Carol, I like you. You seem like good people. Hey, you want to meet my children? These are my two kids, Kyle and Kyle Jr. Yes, I named them both after my dead father. People said you couldn't do it. And I said, but I did. You want to be the godparents? Okay, great. You want to pop down to the church real quick? We just got to baptize them real quick. <laughs> like literally, that is 100% the conversation that my mom had with fucking Jane and Mark. So I know that that's the conversation I'll have. And then I'll come home to Jeff and he'll be like, wait, who the fuck is, who's Carol? And I'll be like, I just met her. At the post office. I don't know why we're going here, but we are. Y'all, if you're inside and you just lit a fire and you're getting cozy with your loved one, because baby, we're on lockdown raw. You know who else you can raw dog it with? Your loved one. I'm talking about like your spouse, your partner. Anyways, y'all, I am talking about my favorite brand in the entire world, truly Woo More Play. It is a coconut oil-based lube that is just changing the game for so many people. I put this up on my Instagram. I talk about it on the podcast and literally everybody who ordered it called me and they're like, Heather, thank you. Like a personal thank you. To me, it is just one of the best lubes out there. It's one of the best products on the market. Why? Coconut oil-based lubes, they kill germs, increase your sex drive, and it's chemical free. If you don't know what you're putting in your body, you really need to take a look in the mirror. Maybe have sex in front of a mirror with Woo More Play. It's got a sweet, almost like cupcake taste to it. It's got natural stevia in it, which fights germs, full of antioxidants. Like I said, it tastes like birthday cake birthday sex, yeah. A little vanilla essence and it has beeswax, which promotes relaxation, hydration, and relieves pain. There are a lot of things you can do while you're locked up, but what I think you should be doing is getting freaky. And I did hear something on Dr. Oz that apparently says having a lot of sex is great for anxiety and in any kind of crazy situation. Listen, have better sex, have safer sex, have smarter sex by using Woo More Play. All you got to do, it's available online at W-O-O-M-O-R-E-Play.com. And you can follow them on IG, Twitter, Facebook at Woo More Play. Go to WooMorePlay.com. Use my code absolutely for 20% off your order. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Now, back to the podcast. Okay, so why are we at Angela's house? I got a lot of questions on Instagram. Here's the deal. We're going to talk all about our trek from leaving New York, about Jeff's 65 panic attacks this weekend. I mean, y'all, this was the worst birthday of my life. And when I look back on it, I'm like, this was, honestly, this was a moment where I just realized I'm going to be okay. And we're going to talk about a couple things and we're really going to get into it and we're going to giggle. But to answer your question, why did I come to my godmother's house as opposed to just going to like my mom's house? Well, here's the deal. So I have been traveling nonstop. I was in LA. I came back to Atlanta for a couple of days and then I just went up to New York. I flew back to New York like last Wednesday. So I wasn't even in town back at my apartment for like a week. And as soon as we got in town, things started to get pretty hairy in New York. By Thursday, you know, they talked about we were all going to have to go into self you know, quarantining, self-isolation, whatever, social distancing. And so I went to the grocery store that day and I looked around and I said, you know, people of course were fucking panicking. And y'all, we have learned that the grocery stores are going to stay open. 
I also want y'all just a side note because this is how my brain works. It fires on all cylinders right now. Call into the hotline if you want to talk about your anxiety about things. Let's giggle some absolutely nots. Quarantine edition. I really need to hear these voicemails right now. I'm going to be recording things outside of the studio, obviously, because I'm not in LA right now. But please, this is call the hotline. We're going to have some laughs. Let's talk about like, honestly, there's so many things to unpack. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me stay focused. On Thursday, I went to Trader Joe's in my neighborhood and then I went to Whole Foods and people were just panicking. You know, there's shit flying off the shelves and we now know the supermarkets are going to be open. We can get food delivered. Like there wasn't really a cause for panic. But the thing is, listen, I have learned this. The first thing I'm going to talk about in this quarantine, absolutely not. Did the entire way Jeff has reacted to everything. Here's the deal. I am just going to say this, and I, this is not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. I thrive in kind of a holy shit, we got to focus situation. I am an action steps person. When my dad, when we first found out he had cancer, I was the one who like made, and this is no hate, no shade to my mom, my sister. They had their roles, but we like delegated. But I just realized my family, I, maybe it's the way we were raised. I don't know. We're really good at, except my mom. When there's a crisis, you just got to put Robin in a cage and just be like, Robin, sit there, eat a cookie. We've got this. But my sister, I think because she's the attorney and maybe I don't know. I'm an entertainer, so I just make moves. I don't know. But we like hustled. We like made calls. We were on the phone. I was calling sorority sisters who had connections at MD Anderson where we got my dad in. Like we, in a matter of like three hours, we had my dad on a plane to a cancer hospital. On Thursday, I started getting that weird feeling like we need to get the fuck out of New York. And if you're in New York and you're listening to this, you're fine. You're safe. You have to realize though, we have a lot of crazy people in our building. Like the building we live in, we probably have 300 people in our building alone. It's a very packed building. And I was just like, like, it, like the neighbors were starting to get a little cuckoo. So you know, I call Jeff. I'm like, hey, Jeff, I need you to meet me at like the shittiest grocery store on our block, like a D'Agostino's, which by the way, we got like six items. It was $250. D'Agostino's grocery store. Suck my dick. I was going to try and say something like feminine, but honestly, suck my donkey dick. Like that place is a bamboozlement. Absolutely not to D'Agostino's. I don't know if they were, it was some like mob inflation bullshit. They need to go. And I mean that like truly in my heart of hearts, they need to go. So anywho, I had Jeff meet me and he was like, it's not a big deal. We're good. And I'm like, Jeff, meet me at the fucking grocery store, bring bags. Like I just knew, I saw the writing on the wall. I was like, we need to stock up now. We were able to get a bunch of stuff there. Thank God. So we were stocked. Um, I actually went back to Trader Joe's on Saturday, still got more food. And actually, surprisingly, nobody was in the grocery store on Saturday. So I felt comfortable. But the problem is with New York is everybody was just out and about. Now, my birthday was Sunday, March 15th. Beware of the Ides of March. No shit, Julius Caesar. E2, Brute. It was kind of this weird thing. And I think because when you're in an apartment in New York, at least, like we can open our windows, but not fully. We can crack them. And that's where I just started to get that swirling feeling of like, I've got to get out. We easily have like three places we can stay in Atlanta. Like, let's just get out. But Jeff kept writing this emotion because his work wasn't canceled on Monday. Now, for those of you who don't know what Jeff does, he is like real estate development, specifically like project management. 
So he was overseeing reconstruction, redo, rebuild. I don't know what the fuck the construction words are of this building downtown. And I said, honey, this they're going to close down New York. Now, of course, I'm texting friends and family up in Westchester. I'm texting other people and they're like, eh, no, no, it's not going to close down. I'm like, no, 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 this is going to close down. So I just need y'all to be prepared. I want to make sure everybody's being safe. So Jeff really, he had to make the tough decision. Like, do I, do I walk off the project? Like, what do I do? And I said, honey, here's the deal. Whether we stay through Wednesday or Thursday next week, you know, I understand you have a job. I have a job too. But I feel like if we don't, we need to just get out and just get to a safe space. All coming full circle to talk about why we're not at my mom's house. My mom is 72. She's a little, obviously a little bit older. My godmother's in her like early fifties. So I just said, I texted Angela, I said, Angela, can we come to your house? She said, absolutely. I'm here alone. Please come. It's three doors down. So we're kind of waiting, I guess. I don't even know what proper like scientific terms are. I texted all my friends who are doctors, nurses, shout out to Carrie Montgomery out in Sonoma and shout out to the Dr. Nelson Castillo. I have to say like this, Castillo in Atlanta. He's, you know, my baby Botox guy. He's the best. You know, I said, should I go to my mom's house? And they said, listen, err on the side of caution. You go to Angela's house, hang out there for, you know, the 14 day period, just so you know whether or not you have it, because that's the biggest thing. And let me tell you something right now. A lot of people are not taking this fucking seriously. And if I can use my platform for good and not evil, just stay indoors. You know what I mean? I've made a list of the things I want to fucking do. If I don't come out of this quarantine for however, long it might be fluent in Spanish and Italian uh, with better skin and somehow thinner I'll be fucking pissed you know what I mean like that's on you Tiffany that's on you if you come out of this like if you haven't been doing masks every day I brought a whole skincare routine like there's no time but the present to just beat that face with skincare you know what I mean? Just I'm hitting myself in the in the face with the mic, but you can't really hear it. This is like 1980s stand-up comedy right here. You know, y'all hear that? I'm just beating my face with face masks, you know, charcoal masks, a little black algae that you got off the black market. And I don't know why all these masks are black. I put them on and sometimes I want to go on Instagram and chit chat, but I'm like, I can't get on Instagram. It looks like I'm in blackface, even though it's a charcoal mask. Shout out to my friend, Brianna. I love to like send her a photo every time I have a damn charcoal mask. She's like, oh, here she goes again between that and the spray tan. Mm, Heather's being racially insensitive. Like it's like our little inside joke. I'm like, why do all these masks have to be black? I'm a very Caucasian woman. Maybe that's my, oh shit, business idea. Ring, ding, 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 business idea time. Come out with like racially sensitive face masks. I don't know, dye the charcoal lime green, you know? The only people who are going to be upset about that is avatars, but are they real? We don't know. God, I got to be honest with you. This is very therapeutic being able to talk to y'all and tell you what's been going on. So I'm in New York and I'm starting to realize, all right, we just kind of need to get out of here. But okay, now I'm going to tell you this right now. I've talked about this before. <sighs> Jeff's going to get mad at me. Whatever. Fuck it. Y'all need to hear this. I am in a group chat with, you know, my three best girlfriends from home. I'm in a group chat with all my Pi Kappa Pasta sisters. And everybody who's in a relationship or married or whatever has been talking about the way a lot of these men have been handling this situation. And every single one of my girlfriends has been just fucking dying laughing, sending me messages like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say any of their husband's names, but it's like, okay, say Chad. She's like, my girlfriend, let's call her Emily. Emily's like, it's 11 a.m. Chad's talking to his boss on the phone about how, quote unquote, quote, 
hard it is to work at home with a baby. She's like, he hasn't held his baby once today because he's, you know, been out for a jog, been working in the garage. But yes, Chad, it's so hard for you to be a stay-at-home dad. Like the level of savage bitterness coming out of all my girlfriends who are like, it's like these men have never fucking dealt with anything traumatizing, a little panicky, a little situational in their lives. And I had that aha moment when Jeff had a full fucking nervous breakdown. Again, not trying to embarrass him. He will probably not speak to me for a week after I release this, but I had this moment. He's never had an anxiety or panic attack and it finally overwhelmed him because I think he had to make some really tough decisions. What do I do? Do I walk off the job for two weeks because I don't feel safe or I want to make sure my family's protected? Like he did the right thing. Or do I tough it out like the big boys in New York? And that's the thing because, you know, his you know, the job was basically like, mm, construction doesn't sleep for anybody. So I also, I don't know if that is the phrase. Is it, it doesn't sleep for anybody. It doesn't stop for anybody. It doesn't, you know, take a shit for anybody. I don't know what the phrase is, but it doesn't sleep on anyone inside them. I don't know. Absolutely not to tricky catchphrases. But Jeff, so he started to get a little anxious this week. I've told you guys before, I've had panic attacks in the last year and a half, or really truly since my dad died. It's just, I think my body sometimes gets these waves of just like overwhelming sense of emotion. Even though my head feels clear, I just, you know, I've gotten, it's taken me down. It's taken me to my knees before. So Jeff's like pacing around from the apartment. We get in a knockdown drag out fight on my birthday. I mean, it's like, wake up. There's no pancakes. He went out and got me flowers. I'm like, those can be contaminated. I'm like, why'd you leave the fucking quarantine department to go to the bodega? We got everything we need. So we're just screaming at each other. Jeff and I get along truly like two peas in a pod. Obviously people in relationships fight, but really and truly we only fight about one thing. And that's usually food. I shit you not. Most of our most heated arguments have been because we went to like Houston's and we were going to split a spinach dip. And then I look away for 30 seconds to take a sip of my iced tea and there's no spinach dip left. And I literally want to gouge his eyes out, rip off his penis and shove it in his butt. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how heated I get. We have had conversations of like, if we sign a prenup, what are we going to do? I'm like, I will put in a legal document that everything has to be split down the middle when it comes to food. Fuck the money. Take it. I don't care. Because at that point, you know, I've said this before. I will not divorce Jeff. I will murder him. He will murder me. It will be a crime of passion. And as I stab the ice pick through his heart, I will say, the fucking spinach dip. You didn't share it. This is what it's come to. You know, and just violently stab him. Oof. Should have just called my therapist, but I put it on a podcast that's very public. Ooh, writing jingles all weekend. So Jeff is kind of like in this like downward spiral. Just I think he's realizing like the reality of the situation. Now, I called my sister because I'm like hysterically crying because in that moment I had his aha moment. Who would I call to for guidance? Who would I call when I'm like, what decision do we make? What is the best decision for us as a family? And I picked up the phone literally to call my dead father. I forgot in this like anxious moment that the fucker is six feet under. And this has happened to me before my 30th birthday. I went to call him. I was like, God, this asshole has not called me. What a shitty dad. And then I realized at like 8 p.m. that day as I was going to dinner, I was like, oh, right. No, he can't call because he's dead. You know what I mean? Like, 
dealing with a dead loved one is a wild ride. And I've had so many people message me before and be like, oh yeah, I try and call like my dead friend 24 seven. And then I forget. I'm like, why isn't this gun answering the phone? Cause she's dead. So you have to laugh at that. So then I just went into a full downward spiral. I'm like, Jeff's losing his shit. I just tried to call my dead father. We got to get the fuck out of this apartment. So all my sweet friends and all you sweet followers are sending me birthday messages. I know you're in quarantine. I hope it's okay. And listen, birthdays have never been a big deal in my family. But I I said, since my dad passed, I want to make everybody feel celebrated. Like I want to do something big for people's birthdays. There's so much to be celebrated. I did not grow up in a household where like birthdays were like a huge thing. We're just shitty. We always think at the last minute like to do something. So I was just bummed. So when, to wake up to Jeff having a full-blown panic attack, me trying to call my dead father, everything that was like piling up, it was just a boiling pot of emotion. So Jeff and I are like screaming at each other. I'm like, you gotta figure out, are we leaving or going? He's like, my chest is burning. He's like, I'm pumped with adrenaline. What we should have done in that moment is taken all the adrenaline and emotion that we had and like, I don't know, worked on a Rubik's cube, jumped on a trampoline, like done something physical, you know, hate fucked each other. I don't know what the answer was in that situation, but instead in our a thousand square foot apartment, he went into one room and I just like sweat on the couch. So it was, oh God, we didn't even talk when I made food. Like it was just one of those things where I was like, we got to figure out a game plan. Come Monday, of course, work gets canceled. And he looks at me and he's like, let's go, let's roll. Like literally, let's roll. So we get on an airplane, we get, and mind you, the airport was completely dead. We really toiled with the decision. Do we drive? Do we fly? He and I didn't sleep the entire night before. And of course, like, I'm just like, you know, we never gone to bed angry and we had made up at that point, but I was just like, you know, when you're like staring at somebody as they sleep and you're like, this is it. I could put a pillow over your head and end it right now. Just from the sheer, I'm like, we fought my entire birthday. Not even, who gives a fuck? I'm not one of those people who's like, guys, it's my birthday week. <laughs> it's my birthday month. Michelle, where are my gifts? Absolutely not. Because like I said, birthdays were such a clusterfuck growing up in my family. But I was just like, we're already in a stressful situation. Can we make this day positive? And it just was a downward spiral. However, no fault to Jeff. I realized that since my dad passed, Side note, I just want to say this just to get this off my chest real quick. I hope you guys don't think that I talk about my dad dying too much. I don't know if there is too much to talk about. Also, if you do think that, go fuck yourself. But I just like to use it as a point of reference of a very like, you know, it it changed the trajectory in the course of my life drastically. And I know that other people have been through that will understand that. It's just such a pivotal moment in my life that I have to like, there's basically before my dad died and after my dad died. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I have to use that as a point of reference. And, and I talk about it very casually because that is my normal. So I don't want anybody to be like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it's just once I went through that, I realized, oh, that's my role. Like in a panic situation, I make moves, right? I make I take action steps. Like that's just how I react. I've gone through the worst thing that I could possibly ever imagine going through losing a parent, a loved one. So I just kind of everything in my life moving forward is kind of based off that incident. 
I hope that that makes sense to y'all. Anyways, so I just kind of realized in that moment, I was like, okay, Jeff has God blessed, thank God. He hasn't had like that fuck moment. So he's trying to process all this. I'm processing things at a more rapid pace because I've been here, I've done that. All right, we got to go. We got to make this action step. We got to get going. So he wanted to drive, but I'm like, babe, neither of us have fucking slept. We wore masks, we wore gloves, we wiped everything down. We were very cautious, as cautious as one could be. Also, I've been on 65 fucking flights for over the last three months. I'm almost diamond on Delta just, and it's not even April yet. Like that's how much your bitch has flown. So I'm like, fuck at this point, I can have it. He could have it. You know, the door guy could have it. We don't fucking know. So I said, let's just get on a flight to Atlanta. So we're in the airport. I force a Jack and Ginger down his throat at the Delta Sky Club. He's like, we're not going to the Sky Club. I'm like, do you want to hang out with everybody else at the fucking gate? Get in the Sky Club. I am literally yelling at him almost like a child. Like I had to put the baby down for a nap at one point because he was just like fired up. I'm like, get your fucking ass in the Sky Club. I ordered a Jack and Ginger. I said, drink this, you know? And he's like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming down, coming down. So I'm just at this point, I am in like kindergarten mom mode, like sit the fuck down, buckle your seatbelt, get out your crayons and start coloring, bitch. <laughs> like Gestapo, I am truly our sergeant. Like I am just in full blown, we got to get out mode. So of course we get to my godmother, my chosen godmother's house in Atlanta. Jeff already has a sense of relief. We already feel like, oh God, thank God. And, but the reason we're staying away from my mom is essentially she's just older. So I want to make sure that we're in the safe space of like the 14 days. I don't even know, like, do I go get a test after that? Also side note for all of y'all who are like going on like the CDC website and you're Googling symptoms of COVID-19, burning urination. That is not Corona's. That's called a UTI or chlamydia. So absolutely not, Lindsay. You just have an STD. God, the jingles. Also, my I feel like my vocals are warming up. She is warm. She is ready to perform. God, this iced coffee has me singing today. So like if you're literally online Googling my pee burns and it smells funky, that's a urinary tract infection, Lindsay. Okay. That's not a, the fucking coronas. Do you have a fever? No. Chest tight. That's anxiety. I do think this whole thing has made us all a little crazy too because I have the worst allergies right now. I've had like a sinus situation and my ears keep popping because I've been on 65 fucking airplanes, which I love to fly, so I'm not gonna say anything. Also, shout out to Delta. I will be back on you when we're when we're out of lockdown. So anyways, you know, so I'm just, you know, I get to my godmother's house. She has pimento cheese laid out. She's made my favorite cannellini beans. It's like my favorite Italian dish ever. It's in like a tomato broth and she made homemade focaccia. Like y'all, I can't even tell you, Lady Angela of Winfield, her fridge is so fucking stocked and not in a hoarder way. Like she's always, she's a chef. She's a chef. My mom's a chef. Angela is one of the best bakers in the world. She makes homemade marshmallows. She gets out the butane torch. She's fucking smoking the marshmallows and you peel it off layer by layer. Like every single meal, we have had a fucking three course meal. If you still have the chance to get out now, if you're listening to this, call a friend who's a chef and stay at their place or figure out a way to like, pop out your door, grab a meal that they pay them. Just make sure you're eating well on this quarantine. You will come out fatter 100%. Okay. My neck is getting so thick right now because I had a 45 
pounds of pimento cheese yesterday that literally, you know, when you get like that turkey neck, like I've, I've always had it, it's kind of genetic on me, but it's literally just now connecting to my clavicle. It bypassed my full, like the bottom of my throat and went straight to my breastbone. You know what I mean? That's where I'm going to be at in four or five weeks when we get the fuck out of here. But we got here, Angela's spoiling us. So my mom's three doors down. My mom's pissed. She's like, why are you coming to my house? I'm like, hey mom, my sister's at my mom's house with Bronnie, our family dog, you know, the love of my life. So my mom's pissed. She was walking around the neighborhood yesterday and we came out to the top of the driveway just to say hi. And my mom's trying to walk up. I go, bitch, if you step one foot closer on this driveway, I will sound the alarm and call the elder cops. You know, my mom's like, fuck you. I want to, I'm like, mom, just stay away for right now. I know I have allergies, but just stay away until we know. We've been in New York. We've been in the cesspool of America, which is, you know, the Petri dish of America, which is... I've been in airports and planes and trains and all those things. But Robin is really taking this quarantine not lightly. Hey, and absolutely not to her trying to break out. You know, I've seen so many funny memes on the internet that's like, hey, this is our first time in our life. Whereas like, you know, the children, we actually have to lock our parents down. My sister ran out to Trader Joe's to go get some more groceries. She's following my mom on Find My iPhone. You know, we all share each other's locations, which I've always said is a great thing to do with a group of girlfriends, uh, your family. Just make sure that somebody knows where you are at all times, you know, because the government does, but they don't give a fuck about you if you get kidnapped. Only your parents do. So just share it with a friend, a neighbor, anything. So my sister calls my mom. She goes, mom, why the fuck are you in the Target parking lot? Robin's like, I'm not. I'm in the backyard. What are you talking about? She's like, no, mom, find my fucking iPhone. And I found yours and you're at Target. And Robin's like, oh shit. Oh, goddamn. All right, fine. I'll be home in five minutes. Like this bitch is trying to get out. Absolutely not. Robin, take it seriously. I'd be over at your house rubbing my face in Bronson's, you know, screaming at you while we clean the garage together like old times. But for now, until I guess Jeff and I are in the clear, we got to stay one-on-one away from each other. Social distance yourself. Robin never has understood social distancing. My mom, we used to have our own phone line in the house because, you know, my dad was like this big IT guru and, uh, you know, the days of like Mindspring, <laughs> like AOL, when you'd have to dial in and, you know, we would take up the phone line. So my dad gave us our own hotline. So I, he's like, literally, so we could call our ding dong friends. He's like, Anne Marie's on your line. So my sister and I from the, like an early age always had our own phone line. Well, my mom would listen in on Annie and I prank calling Charles Joan. You know what I mean? Mary Beth and I are sitting there just like farting on the phone. And my mom, I'd always hear her click into it. And to this day, I'm like, oh, I knew every single thing you were doing. Oh, oh my God. I was up your ass. I knew every single thing you were doing. You and Mary Beth used to fight on the phone. It was so weird, but I loved it. I knew exactly what you were doing. Like literally that was my childhood. Robin listening into my line. Robin, I'm 33 years old now. Robin still opens my mail. I have mail that still comes to the house, opens everything. There was no sense of any sort of privacy. If you like shut your door, she's like, why are you locking it? I'm like, mom, I just need to sit here and cry on the phone with my best friend, Anne-Marie, about the season finale of Seventh Heaven right now. And I don't need you in my fucking space. And she's like, no, I'm your mother. I know everything. <laughs> like, no sense. Thank God my mom did not have boys. Thank God she had girls. Because, you know, girls just have a deeper relationship with their parents in the sense that, you know, we're just way more open. Any of my girlfriends, like I asked Jeff sometime, like, Jeff, why don't you talk to your parents the way I talk to my parents. And he's like, I don't know, my dad. All my guy friends are like, oh, I never tell my parents off. That's weird. And I'm like, oh, my dad like 
pretty much knew when I lost my virginity. Is that fucking weird? I just made this entire podcast weird, right? My whole family is jokey. You know what I mean? We would just joke. And I'm like, oh, what it is what it is. I mean, my dad did give me that like birds, real birds in the bees talk. When I was 16, I was going to prom at another school with this great guy, Brian. Shout out to Brian, who's now a forager. He forages for like nuts and berries. That's fucking great. Also, I would poison myself if I did that. But I remember my dad sat me down and he was like, Heather, I'm going to tell you this right now. You go to that real religious school, great education, terrible people. Here's the deal. He's like, uh, sex is a healthy thing. You got to be smart about it. I know you're going to prom. I don't know if you're going to have sex with this man. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, dad. He's like, don't listen to this fucking school that teaches you about abstinence because you're going to go to college in two years and I'm sure you're going to have sex. He's like, be smart about it. Be sure you respect yourself. Don't sleep with half these guys. I mean, if he's ugly, don't do it. Don't drink too much. Be smart and be confident. You got this kiddo. And that's, I honestly, shout out to my dad, dad. I think that's one of the reasons why I always like, I had like good self-confidence is because I always had a dad telling me like, hey, sugar tits, you look great today. You got this. You're my kid. Let's go. I think it made a big difference when I heard it from my dad. Because, Well, my mom's also savage. Do you know my mom texted me and said, hey, your godmother's been running around the neighborhood. You should probably start running. Like literally my mom told me I've gotten fat in the most loving way. That's why I love her. Don't anybody send her a message. It's true. I've peaked. We got to get it under control. She's just like, maybe you start running. Um, say. When my dad was like, Heather, you're built like an ox, but God damn it, you got a face of an angel. Keep going. Don't sleep with this guy at prom unless you want to. And if you do, be smart. So that's just the relationship I've had with my family. Like we talk about everything, which I know, I know a lot of y'all are probably like, that's fucking weird. But I just had a really close, funny family. And it's eating alive at Robin right now that I'm down the street. I said, Robin, be safe. I need one of those giant cages to, just to put her in. Also, when my sister caught her at Target, she's like, I'll be home at five. She also then went to Home Depot. It's like, we can't win here, people. We cannot win. I don't know what to do. (sighs) Okay, let's go through my bucket list. All right, this is what I want everybody to do. I have a little challenge for everyone listening to the podcast. One, I want you to, like I said before, I want you to call into the Absolutely Not line, especially if you're like locked home with your kids, your husband, your partner, your spouse, your ding dong roommate. I need to hear the savagery, the crazy shit that people are doing while you're locked up. It's like when you're locked up raw, that used to be my favorite show on MSNBC, locked up raw. We're all about to be locked up raw, okay? I need to hear the crazy shit that y'all are doing and that you're getting into. And, you know, if you need to call me because your husband, I love the name Daryl, I love a Mark. Oh, Sean. If your husband, Sean, if you're looking at him and you're just like, you know what? This guy's farted 45 times on the couch. He hasn't brushed his teeth in three days. You like you just notice things, especially men. Listen, if you are a woman cohabitating with a man, you will just notice things about them. I've said this before and I'll say it again. The fact that we don't have a female president, this isn't even political, but the fact that we don't have a female president is fucking beyond me. Beyond me. It's insane. There are so many moments during my quarantine where I look at Jeff and I go, how? You're a highly intelligent person. I saw him break a cracker into pimento cheese six times. I had to go over there to him and say, babe, this is how you do it. You take the edge of the everything bagel cracker. You scoop up almost like a slight dig. You know, when you're like trying to dig in the sand and you got to start with one sharp edge and get it kind of loose. And then once it starts to crumble, then you can scoop it up. I had to properly show him 
how to fucking use a cracker to get out hard pimento cheese out the jar. He looked at me in awe as if I had fucking cured, you know, cancer. He was like, what? How did you do that? And I'm like, you are a successful businessman. You have a degree from Penn State. I went to Ole Miss and you have broken a cracker in this fucking pimento cheese 600 times. It's like watching somebody just like beating their head against the wall. And you're like, how long are you going to do that for till you stop? I've had so many moments. I'm like, my godmother is just incredible. Like she and I are whipping up recipes. We're doing things. She's got iodine tablets. We got water. We got everything. She's like, she's Southern. She's like, Heather, I've been prepping for this forever. You know what I mean? And not like a doomsday prepper. She's just like, I'm, you know, she's from Mississippi. Angela's like, hell, we do this shit because you never know. I'm from the country. We just don't fuck around. And Jeff's over here, 45 minutes trying to get pimento cheese on a cracker. <laughs> Fucking dying. There's just been so many moments where I'm like, how the fuck? How the absolute fuck do we not have a female president? It's beyond me. And I'm really not talking like getting political. I really am not. But I'm like, I should run for something. I listen, we're probably going to move back to Atlanta. That was always our goal. And I just, I'm just getting, I'm getting razzed. I'm getting jazzed up about the HOA situation. We don't know if we're going to take over my mom's house, buy something new. I don't know. Like we're figuring it out, but I'm literally like, fuck yeah. Like being back in the neighborhood, Jeff and I went on a walk. Don't worry. Social distance ourselves. You know, just wave to the neighbors that pass by. Everyone's keeping their distance. But literally I was like, Jeff, how much fucking fun would it be to be back in the neighborhood and just stir in the pot? with the Homeowners Association. He's like, Heather, the way your eyes lit up when you saw one of the neighbors that you can't stand, you're like, I'm like, good to see you, Laurel, and kept going. He's like, you fucking got, he's like, I've never seen you this happy. I'm like, yeah, because I live, I live for a Homeowners Association. We've always been renters in New York. We've never owned. So I'm like, can you imagine being on those emails, CC'd, and then you got to BCC the neighbors that you like. Like, look at this turd. You know, Jeremy Johnson, who lives five doors down, is upset that, you know, Cheryl Montgomery's cat got loose, got in his tree, burned down his whole house to deal with the anxiety. Like, <laughs> Shit like this. So we're walking through the neighborhood. We run into one of our neighbors. I'm going to call her. What's a good name? I haven't. Let's call her Susan. Love a Susan. We run into a quote unquote Susan and, and she's great. She's one of our friends. We're social distancing. She's unpacking her car. She got some groceries. She's standing at the top of her driveway. We're talking. She's like, oh my God, Heather. She's like, if I CC'd you on some of these fucking emails, it would blow your mind. She's like, the guy who's running the homeowners association is a fucking nut job. He's like Gestapo. Everybody can't stand him. Da, 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 da. Like we are laughing our asses off. And Jeff's like, Heather, you were like itching like a crackhead. Like you just started scratching your body with like glee and joy because I'm like, I need to be a part of this. I need to be on the next door app. But you know, I, I signed back into the next door app. I mean, I have control of my mom's ring cameras. So I know when she's coming and going, but I literally like, he's like, you need to be a part of this. You fucking love this shit. And I don't like it to, like, I'm not one of those people who complains. Like, I'm like, do whatever the fuck you want. You want to paint your house pink? Paint your fucking house pink. I don't give a shit. You know what? Show your colors, rainbow. 
We got a gay couple next door. Rainbow it up, bitch. And I will come over and spray paint the garage glitter. I love this shit. As long as it's artful and looks good, let's go. Gucci gang. But literally like I live for the crazies. Y'all think you're going crazy in your house. You know what? This is what we all need to do. We all need to download like the next door app and just start following the fucking nut jobs. If you're at home, especially in like a neighborhood right now, Actually, maybe don't do it in New York because if you're in like an apartment, people in apartment buildings really get crazy, but just start like stirring the pot. I'm going to read this thing that I put up on the Nextdoor app like last summer and I put it up on Instagram, but I'm going to share it with y'all just because, I mean, this episode's all over the place, but I fucking love it. We're giggling. Okay. When I lived back home with my mom, I moved back to New York last summer uh, with Jeff when we got our place. So When I moved back in with my mom, like I was in on the homeowner association. I'm like in at the country club drama. I am in on the next door app. Like this shit as a comedian, you can't make this shit up. You cannot make up the fact that somebody's bitching about the fact that somebody re-graveled the end of their driveway without getting permission first. And you know what I've always said? Ask for forgiveness, not permission. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. So I posted this in the Nextdoor app like last summer before I moved because people were saying the craziest shit. So I decided to stir the pot and the response that I got, I'm not even kidding you, people lost their fucking mind. They literally thought this was a serious post. And then like three neighbors were like, oh yeah, 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 we get it. This is from Heather. Nobody really knew who I was. I'm gonna read this post to you real quick. This is what I put in the Nextdoor app and I put it up on my Instagram. Did y'all see that? Y'all, I was on my night walk around 8.30 p.m. last night. Sun was just setting and the clouds were rolling in for a wild thunderstorm. I had my Bluetooth headphones on listening to my podcast about self-help and manifesting. Next thing you know, I saw the sky, a situation. I knew for sure it wasn't a plane, but it was another life force. It started following me from about a thousand yards away. I ducked into the neighbor's bushes to see if I could lose the dang thing. After a few minutes, I figured it would be safe to come out. And then all of a sudden, bam, I was right back on my tail. It had a red blinking light and it was hovering over my head. Then the next thing you know, that sucker came down and whomped me right in the dang head. Knocked my ass down to the ground. I was under attack. I slowly came to and it hovered over my weak body and dropped a note right on me. Oh my God, the note read, free cookie with the purchase of an entree and an iced tea at Zaxby's. And that's when I knew they, in quotes, were listening to me. Early in the day, I told my mom how much I love chicken, but I've been trying to avoid that trans fats. Either way, the whole situation got me shook. I mean, how'd they know I love tenders? And why did it attack me when I was clearly trying to exercise? All I'm saying is, quote unquote, they are listening. Whoever they might be, watch your back. But also, Zaxby's is giving out free cookies. <laughs> So funny. Personally, so funny. So the neighbors go wild. People are, hey, I think those it's the kids with the drones, but also is how did Zaxby's get in our neighborhood? I'm like, I'm like, Mark, there is no fucking Zaxby's drone in our neighborhood. If you didn't read that and fucking laugh your ass off, you're a ding dong. And then like a couple of the neighbors who knew who I am, they're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, Heather saw the same thing. That thing attacked me while I was laying in my pool. Like this kind of shit. There's nothing better when you have the neighbors who are in on it and the other neighbors who are like, hey. Call the cops. We got Zaxby's drones. And if you don't know what Zaxby's is, Zaxby's is a chain of restaurants, like fried chicken chain, and it's fucking delicious. It's right up there with Chick-fil-A. It really is. 
It's great. I love it. All right, y'all. I'm going to be doing podcasts since it's probably just going to be me over the next couple of weeks, just seeing where we're at. I'll bring Jeff on. He can talk about his panic attack. I'll bring Lady Angela on. She's a fucking hoot and a holler. And as soon as it's safe, I'll get my mom back on and the Georgia Law lady. So I just want y'all to know this is a safe space. You can call in to the hotline. Um, I'm going to be listening to your voicemails. We're going to crank out some great content. I want y'all to know we're going to be okay hunker down, take this thing seriously, and let's just take care of each other. And if you're stressed, if you have anxiety, just call me. We'll talk, okay? Talk on the hotline. We're going to giggle. I'm going to try and figure out a way that, because I don't know how to do it outside the studio, but I'll talk to my producer, Michelle, how I can uh, maybe call some of y'all back and we can have a chit chat. We're going to figure out all of the things. I love each and every one of you. I just want you to know we got this. And in the meantime, start stirring the pot on your homeowners association. If your husband gets anxiety, maybe we need tranquilizers. If anybody has a plethora of horse tranquilizers sitting out, let me know. Because we're going to have to start drugging these men because Lord knows they can't handle it. I love y'all. Stay tuned to the Instagrams. I'm going to keep you laughing on there too. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, click subscribe. I don't know, leave a good review or just fucking leave me alone. Okay. Okay. Laurel. I'm kidding. Love to each and every one of you. I'll uh, hear you on the hotline. And guess what? We're all going to be okay because absolutely not are we going to panic. Love you all. Have a great week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.